It might be the off-season, but if you thought BDL Radio was six feet under, you were dead wrong. Four of the BDL's biggest nerds are coming at you for the next hour plus to talk zombies, survival in the Black Diamond universe, and the hottest show on television. So grab your crossbow, your ninja sword, or in Craig's case, your apron, and enjoy the post-apocalyptic banter. Welcome to The Balking Dead. Hey guys, welcome to this special one-shot podcast on BDL Radio, so affectionately dubbed The Balking Dead. Uh, got a bunch of uh, fans of the show here with us um, from the league, of course, and we're just going to kind of sit down and, and just uh, talk about The Walking Dead, uh, one of the coolest shows on TV right now, maybe the coolest show on TV after uh, uh, now that, uh, that Breaking Bad is over, which would be, uh, uh, oh, Brent's already showing the sad face, you guys can't see, but... Uh, no, this is, this is going to be pretty cool. Um, excited to do this just to kind of kind of frame things for you guys. Uh, we're going to just discuss the show, and uh, since we're all, all big fans of the show, and, and kind of throw in some, some BDL curveballs and twists into it just for fun. Um, uh, again, just to frame it, there will be no, uh, or there will be spoilers for uh, seasons one, two, and three of The Walking Dead. So if that is a problem for you, if you're still catching up um, on the show, you might want to turn this off for uh, a few weeks until you're caught up. But uh, we won't be discussing season four, the current season that's that's ongoing at all, um, uh, out of respect for you guys who, who may still just be catching up on those on your DVR or something. And in fact, one of our guests, uh, Brent of the Wallabies. Hey, Brent. Hello. Uh, he is caught up through season three, so he's he's actually not seen a, an enti- uh, any episodes at all from the current season. So, but uh, we'll just kind of go around and introduce the uh, the panel. Of course, uh, you know me, Scotty of the Gins, and I've already introduced Brent. Also with us uh, for this podcast is Joe Weech of the Amish Brotherhood. What is up, my brother? Hey, zombies. How you doing? Great. And. She needs no introduction. A flash from the past. No. From the Joe Socks. Joe Beth is here with us. What's up, girl? Hello. <laughs> she was not looped into doing the show, I promise you. She was totally looped into doing the show. <laughs> okay. Um, and I, I, don't, I don't know actually how many fans of The Walking Dead that, that we have in the BDL... Uh, you know, I know that the, the four of us that are here for this podcast are, are big fans of the show. Um, I think I know of at least one or two more that that are pretty big fans. Um, not sure about everybody else, but, but maybe you'll you'll get some enjoyment out of this. But just to kind of give a little a history of of The Walking Dead, in case you're not familiar with it and and you're joining us for this podcast anyway, um, and actually the show, of course, as we mentioned, is in its fourth season now on AMC. Uh, it was uh, kind of kind of rose from from a graphic novel series that began actually ten years ago this year. It began in two thousand three, 
um, fellow by the name of Robert Kirkman uh, started the book, and uh, it's a really good book. If you've not checked it out, uh, you really should. I don't, I don't know if you're into graphic novels or comics, but uh, uh, it's, it's, a, it's an easy read, and it's, it's one you'd enjoy if you love the show and you've not checked it out, so uh, try to do that. But uh, just to go around here real quick, let's kind of discuss uh, how we each became fans of The Walking Dead. I think that's a good, uh, good starting point. So, Brent, let's start with you. Where did you, uh, where did you catch on to the show? Uh, you, actually. <laughs> uh, you already recommended Breaking Bad uh, as well as Walking Dead and Mad Men, and I've kind of been working my way through the shows, and so far you're three for three. Awesome. For what I've seen. <laughs> so it's... Yeah, I just kind of um, uh, just kind of picked up the comic um, well well into its run, several several years into its run. I actually I don't I don't I don't care for for single issues uh, single issue comics uh, floppies as they like to call them. Um, it's just it's too slow for me. Um, you know I, I need to kind of plow through a book when I've when I've got my hands on one. So just one day I, I picked up uh, one of the collected editions that collected like the first I don't know uh, fifteen issues or something. Uh, of the graphic novel, and just really loved it. Of course, by then the uh, the show was already um, you know gaining a little bit of steam on AMC, so that kind of piqued my interest anyway. But um, uh, a- after picking up the the book and and reading several collected editions of it, you know we we started just uh, uh, renting the the first season on Netflix and um, really fell in love with the show, and it just kind of uh, you know w- you know went from there. Um, I guess now it's definitely my favorite show that's currently airing um, on TV. Breaking Bad would have been had it still been on, but uh, uh, Joe. You know, for me, uh, my brother was the one who hooked me to the show. He sent me a link to the teaser for the season premiere of season one, and, you know, I watched that and I was completely hooked. So I've been I've been on board since the beginning, and uh, it's, yeah, it's definitely my favorite show right now. Cool. So you, Without question. You, so you've watched it literally um, week to week since it started. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I guess, Joe Beth, we picked it up, um, I guess, watching it live on on, uh, on AMC, probably picked it up at the start of the second season, or did we did we rent two, two seasons? Anyway, I don't recall. But anyway, we kind of devoted our uh, Sunday evenings to it for a good while now <laughs> anyway. But uh, uh, Joe Beth, did you, I mean, is it something that you kind of um, – you know, took to yourself as well right away, or did you? Uh, I don't remember if I had to kind of talk you into uh, spending an hour with that show before you, uh, you know, really gave it a shot. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, typically, and and you guys probably already know, Scotty's kind of like a a bully in the house. He kind of bullies <laughs> you into doing a bunch of stuff that you're maybe not the most interested in, but he'll he'll tell you how it's going to be. We're going to watch Walking Dead, we and that's it, the end of the conversation. We do it 1950s style in the Walking House. <laughs> so he he introduced me to it, um, but literally within the first opening scenes, I was hooked. Yeah. Um, those first opening scenes were so powerful. I mean, him waking up in the hospital bed and you know walking through and seeing this you know the the doors and you know, do not open written on the doors. You know, I mean. Just those opening scenes, it was just so amazing. It, it was hard not to be hooked. Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's actually something that's unique to the show is, is, is the artistry of the visuals. And it, it's, 
even more unique or, or I guess, out of the ordinary considering the fact that I think the show is on its, like, maybe third showrunner by now. I mean, they've AMC has really burned through uh, showrunners for, for that series. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's maintained that, that same, you know, that same level of artistry with its with its visuals and how things are shot and it just doesn't really look like any other show uh, currently airing and uh, I think that's at least for me that's that's part of its appeal. You know, uh, Joe Beth mentioned the opening sequence of that uh, premiere episode, and that was what the teaser was. That that is all I saw was Rick looking at that door that said "Do not open," mm-hmm. and and that was all I needed to get hooked on it. I'm not into you know, horror flicks or, you know, I like the zombie films, but, uh, this, I mean, that's all I needed. I was hooked immediately. And, and that was something that was weird to me because part of me wasn't sure if I would enjoy it. Cause I hate horror movies. I hate mm-hmm. them. I think they're too gory and it's, and I was really surprised that I enjoy the show as much as I do. I mean, there have been parts where it's like, okay, I need a break for a minute or two, but I mean, it sucks you <laughs> in. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it, it definitely is very, you know, it's it's very gory. It's it's not something that's for everybody, but yeah. uh, uh, you know, I think it's 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 a special show in the fact that it's, um, you know, I, I just don't really think of it as a zombie show. It is, you know, it's 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 a show about how the human or, human race would react to sure. to what they're what they're going through. You know, zombies are just kind of, you know. Uh, it's it's background. It's it's kind of white noise. You know, the, the the drama is in how you know the human beings that are left are trying to maintain some semblance of uh, you know civilization. Yeah, I think I think for me, it's a story of survival. It's it, it is survival the the whole way through. So it's less about the zombies, more about the people. Mm-hmm. Let's give this a quick BDL spin, and we'll get, we'll get into get into a few other things. But um, if if the show, if if The Walking Dead was recast um, right now, which BDL members do you guys think would land uh, the following roles? We'll, we'll kind of go through a few of them right now. Brent, we'll start with you. Um, who would land the role of Rick? Oh, geez. Uh I could see you potentially being Rick. Are you saying I'm crazy, Brent? Uh, no, I mean, not crazy, but I mean, I could see you fall into the Rick type of um, type of character. And I feel like that maybe, well, I don't know, Joe's kind of in his own little world. I don't know if he'd be Rick or not. <laughs> I, I would not I cast myself in that role. <laughs> Kind of, I, for some reason, I keep going to Connor in my head. For some reason, I could see him being like the, at least the early season one, season two Rick, where the more calm and collected. Okay, let's all just kind of be cool and chill out. Maybe not the season three Rick, but maybe the early season Rick. So I could see that being Connor. Cool, Joe. Well, we're going to be all over the board on this one. I, I see Connor as uh, that the uh, red-shirted Star Trek guy. <laughs> for Rick, I, I'm looking at Brian. I think Brian's got the level-headedness that could could uh, handle this type of group situation. Keep his cool. He's, you know, I've never seen that guy or heard that guy lose his cool at all. And I think that's what you need that if you were trying to uh, lead a group of people through something like this. Hmm. Joe Beth, any idea? 
Who could um, play a good Rick? Well, yeah, I, w I would probably lean toward Brian, but but the problem with Brian is is that he is that type that would never lose his cool. However, Scotty is the type who would lose <laughs> his cool. He is the type that would totally just disengage from humanity for a brief period of time and sort of, you know, have crazy phone calls where he thinks Lori's calling him. And, you know, I mean, he, he would totally be that type to just sort of lose it. And, and also that type that would probably um, just kind of pull the whole, you know, my way or the highway kind of Rick when right before they went to the prison. Um, I, I could definitely see Scotty kind of heading in that direction. And, and he totally does fit that role for me anyway. Mm -hmm. He's a dick. <laughs> uh, man, I you know I I look up and down our list of guys, and I don't I don't know if we have a Rick in the BDL. I really I really don't know. It's um, wow. Um, we have a lot of Daryls and a lot of Murrays. <laughs> we have an overabundance of, of 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 certain personalities and a shortage of others. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, you look at the kind of qualities that Rick would have to be. Uh, uh, part of me wants to say John, maybe, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I don't. I don't have a good answer for that. But I guess that's what I'll stick with. Um, starting back to Brent, um, who would be cast in the role of Daryl? Oh man, the crossbow wielder. Well, I think we can agree right now that it would not be Brent because I can't imagine him wearing like a <laughs> necklace of ears, you know, zombie ears around his neck. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if it meant survival, I mean, who knows? But um, <laughs> trying to think who who in the BDL would be good with a crossbow. That's kind of what I keep going to. Is like who could I? Invent? I'm going to say Craig, wild card Craig, Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> you mean that Craig? Uh, we're talking about different Craig, right? No. Well, Joe, who would you have in the role? Uh, well, this was the toughest one for me to cast, and I don't know that this guy fits Daryl's persona, but I could see Ort doing something like this. Not confidently, but I could see him trying something like this. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's that kind of makes sense. Yeah, I think I, like, I think I would lean Ort too. I think yeah, uh, he he's kind of got that, you know, you know, occasional sensibility about himself, but you know, mm -hmm. you know, he can kind of go off the edge at any moment. Kind of, kind of, kind of feel to him, and that's, you know, that's 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 a little bit of Daryl. Plus, you know, he's yeah. he, he is, you know, he's uh, at, at least. At least in in address right now, he's he's a southern guy. So uh. <laughs> winner. <laughs> but but I think one of the bigger questions we need to ask is is do we really want to give Ort a big head in saying that he is a Daryl because Daryl is like the chick magnet. Daryl right Daryl is the man. So this is this is quite the status <laughs> for Ort. <laughs> yeah, that, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we met, yeah. do, do you want to do I told you, this? that was a tough one I didn't know who would play uh, Daryl <laughs> I don't know what about Bill no no chance cool <laughs> uh, I, I have 
Okay, I suspect this is Actually, good. I can't find a uh, role for Bill. Hmm. We'll see as we go down here. Okay. Uh, but I think I think that we're going to maybe unanimously agree on this next one. Who would play the role <laughs> of Merle? <laughs> Joe Beth. <laughs> Why do you instantly go to me as if I... <laughs> as I just funny. thought you might have an idea. <laughs> well, I, I think we all kind of know um, uh, who the... Who the redneck of the group is the the one who could probably um, chop off his hand and continue on, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that that would be Chris. Would that, that... <laughs> Chris would be gone day one. Uh, you know what? Uh, obviously, we're all we're all thinking Mark right now. Of course, it's oh, Mark. Yeah. But of course uh, it's Chris Mario. is my dark horse for this role, and let me tell you why. <laughs> Merle. While he doesn't appear on the exterior to be, you know, overly intelligent, he's got to be smart to, you know, work both sides of the governor's place and Rick's place. He's got to be able to talk to all these people, you know, uh, psychologically beat them down. I mean, that I'm not saying that Chris would do that, but, you know, Chris kind of did that to the BDL. So... <laughs> He might tell, be able tell, to fit that role a little bit. Tell, tell us, Joe, what does the Merle Initiative actually entail? <laughs> uh, let's just pass on that question. <laughs> Brent. I, Mark is the only one to me that would in the BDL that is hard-ass enough to chop off his own hand to get out of a situation and make a new arm. He's the only one that I could see being able to do that. Indeed. Okay. Yeah, that was the easiest one. It, it, it really was. <laughs> um, moving on. Let's do a few more. Herschel. Who would play the role of Herschel? Brent, back to you. Role of Herschel. Uh, let me see. That would have, I, I kind of lean towards Brian. Kind of going back to when we were talking about the Rick role. He's kind of the, the voice of reason even in the situations where Rick was kind of on the edge. He was the one that would kind of bring everybody back down to earth, the the calm the calmest of the group. He, I would I'd say Brian. Man, Brian is all over the board with this question. <laughs> I think that's his third is it is it not his third the third guy he's been pegged as so far? <laughs> no, I think just Rick and Hersh or, uh, Herschel yeah, so far. Okay, same. I thought someone said uh, said Brian for Daryl, but anyway. Um, Joe, who you got? You know, for me, I'm going Johnny with this role. I think Johnny's ability to, uh, not necessarily from a calm standpoint, but his ability to talk to everyone and uh, be able to make friends with everyone and bring everyone towards the center. I think Johnny would be the best in that role, and I think that's what Herschel does anyway. Did we did did we swap Johnny's? I. <laughs> Joe, I guess not. <laughs> you, you don't think Johnny belongs there? <laughs> I do, really. I, I was kind of, you know, it's hard for me to pick between the two, between between Johnny and Brian, because I kind of want to lean Johnny, because I know what kind of person Johnny is, and he is that kind of uplifting person, the one who would kind of keep everyone in the uh, functioning. He, he would be the type that would just keep everyone functioning. And I think I could totally see him um, sort of sort of serving that purpose. But but then you've got Brian, and Brian's 
also really, really good for that area too. So I, I would probably put, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But <laughs> but no, I, I'd probably end up landing with Brian just just because he he is more that type to just continue on, just being that super positive force. You know, I I came into this question thinking I was going to say Brent for the, for this for this particular one for Herschel, but. Really, <laughs> I, I think I think I've been sold on on Johnny just this year. And you guys talk because you know that's something about Herschel's character that I, I just didn't really, I don't know, didn't put it together in my head before before the show. Uh, he, he is a very uplifting character. He really is, and and yeah, I mean, I should have seen that coming because Brent. I mean, he would be the first one to just cast doom and gloom over the whole group. You know, <laughs> yeah. See, that's why <laughs> we're going to die. <laughs> we're going to die. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's kind of where I didn't pick Brent. I, I was gonna go there, oh. and I was like, no, no, no. He he would be the one to be like, there's no food, and there's no clean water. We're all gonna die from dysentery. I could totally see no. that. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Joe, back to you. Who would yeah. play the role of Shane? Loaded question. Uh. I don't know. I, I, I struggled with this one, too. And I don't know Owens that well. <laughs> I think Owens would fit the character of Shane. I don't know Owens I, that well, but I know he would be a homewrecker, is what you're saying. <laughs> well, I, 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 was, I was more uh, thinking the, you know, absolutely losing his head quickly. <laughs> I, I, I have nothing to back that up. I just, you know, I just think Owens... That's his role. You know, if 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 Richard were still here, he would be the winner for this one. Richard oh, would make a good Shane. You notice how I'm not casting myself with any of these roles. You know, obviously, you could almost say Shane would make a good Richard. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I. Hmm. Who would play the good Shane? I. I don't know. I, I kind of see I kind of see, see Craig in that role, you know. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. No. I'm gonna I'm gonna cast him in the worst light possible, of course. No. No. You just yeah, hate him we're... because he likes to kick your butt, and that that's the reason why you don't like. He hasn't him. kicked my butt in like five years. Oh yeah, sure. Okay. Okay. But he's got a trophy and you don't. That's all that he needs. Uh-huh. That's all. And it's what he's always going to bring up. Bam. That's, <laughs> that's it right there. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, well, I know that part will be edited out. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Actually, that, that's, that's totally not true because, uh, you know, Shane is a character who, um, you know, he would do... Kind of, he's kind of he's kind of like Carol in a way in that he would do, you know, whatever it took to survive, even if it meant uh, bending some rules of of humanity, right? A, a little bit, and and uh, that's actually not correct at all. So I I, I take that back. Mm -hmm. um, but who would bend rules of Bill? This is Bill's character. Um, <laughs> sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, You've convinced me. <laughs> <laughs> That's Bill. <laughs> uh, chime in, Brent. I know you're waiting to. I I kind of have to say Mike. 
Oh. Something about it where he... Snap! Because, <laughs> I mean, if you look, think about it, Shane started out kind of like Rick to where he was the, the level-headed one. He just kind of slowly degraded until to what he became before Rick took care of him. And for something about, I don't know, I can just see Mike kind of, I don't know, not really, I just can kind of see Mike doing that. <laughs> I don't How know why. How dare you? How <laughs> dare you? For I mean, not Shane. everything that Shane did, but I just, I don't know. How dare you? I cannot believe that. Oh, get a room already. <laughs> Yeah, totally, totally. If I if I was Lori, I, I would tap that then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's the female perspective of the show. Uh, okay. I saved the best one for last. At least I think so. <laughs> Who would play the role of the governor? Joe Beth. Oh, boy. Man, that one's too hard. Mm. Yeah. I would, I would almost have to go Craig. And and reason being is is he's one of those types of guys that I could totally see him going in, taking it over, take, taking everything over, giving himself a new name, having everybody <laughs> salute him in some way or something crazy like that. I could I could totally see him, you know, just basically coming in, and um, taking over, and. Uh, and then slightly losing his mind just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would pick. And right. and quickly instituting Hunter Healthcare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only sure. at Woodbury. Sure. <laughs> it's Joe. <laughs> I'm going Hunter. I thought this was an easy one. I was originally gonna go with Wu, but I have another role for Wu. So this is Hunter. Uh his ability to talk to people and convince them that his way is the right way and if they disagree he'll just say it doesn't matter this is the way it's going to be that's that's how he's been on the board since since i've known him on the boards and uh he's the governor yeah he'll tell you that trade is really good this is this is a bargain deal this is bargain yeah. i can't believe that you wouldn't take this plus yeah. his ego yeah. can handle it yeah. Would, would Craig yeah. really? Would, could, can, let's ask us. Let's ask ourselves this question: Could Hunter really pull off an eye patch? Yeah, I could see it. Yes, yes, totally. I could see it. Okay, Brent, who Definitely. you got? I think it's a tie between Craig and you. Me? You? Oh. Actually, I would enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> I could. I could just see you get. I could just see it. I can see either you or Craig. It really is like a toss-up. All right. If, if Scotty's the governor, then I'm Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't want to put myself in any role, but that's just the way it is. You're out, Ord. <laughs> okay. Here, here, here is where I'm going to differ from the group a little bit. And I, uh, you know, the more I thought about this one, the more obvious it became to me. But I, I guess you guys are going to disagree because you put him everywhere else on this map. But when I think of the governor. Man, there's just nobody else but Brian that comes to mind. No. Be no, listen. Bri Brian is the prototypical <laughs> governor. He comes, you know, he, he comes from the, you know, the all-American nice family. He's got, you know, the good demeanor, the good temperament. But you know there's something diabolical behind that, behind those <laughs> eyes. You can see it. 
You give that man an excuse. You give Brian an excuse to be the governor, and he is going to freaking be the governor. That's just all there is to it. And Brian may sneak in through the outfield fence at the minor league ballpark. He's not. He's not. He can't shoot a group of people because they disagree. You with see, him. but that's no. that's that's the brilliance of it, Joe. Is you don't see it coming <laughs> until it's too late. Until he has control of us all. And you have to yeah. factor in everything that happened to the governor for him to get to that point. Mm -hmm. you, you've got to have a huge ego to be the governor. Huge ego. Brian's just not that. Craig is. Brian's not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's shake it up a little bit. First, let me ask this. Do, uh, do any of you guys have anybody else that you would like to throw into a particular recasting role before before we move on? I'll let you nominate someone if you want to. I could see myself being Dale. In a way. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, you, you, yeah, yeah. you do. I can see you in the, in the Eeyore role. Yeah. That makes total sense. We're all kind of, gonna die. <laughs> there was a guy in season one who uh, lost his mind and dug a ton of graves for no reason. Yeah, see, that's the yeah, guy that, I was thinking that's about. Me. No, that's no way, no. I, I totally, I totally saw Brent in that. Like because he was oh. so unassuming. Like he was just a really nice guy, just sort of slumped around and stuff. And 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 then all of a sudden he goes off the deep end. And I thought, oh man, that would totally be Brent. Angela gets picked off early, and then he goes into crazy mode. Like, I could totally yeah, that, see that it probably, If something did happen to Angela, then I probably would... All bets are off as what I would turn into. Well, that's a, that's a, that, that, that's a contradiction of reality right there anyway, because yeah. Angela would so make it further than Brent. Oh, yeah, that's totally true. <laughs> it, it would take her, like, diving in front of a walker just to save Brent. <laughs> that, that's what it would take. Take me! <laughs> Okay, uh, let's let's move on a little bit. Just just a few just a few general uh, uh, discussion points of the show itself and kind of the concept really. Um, a zombie apocalypse could could it actually happen? Yes or no? Truth or fiction? No. And if it did, it would not get nearly as widespread as it is and shown in TV shows and movies. Okay, Joe. Yeah, you know, well, no, in a World War Z type way or a Twenty Eight Days Later type way, maybe if we're talking like, you know, if the zombies are like Shaun of the Dead type zombies, sure. <laughs> you know, if you've got, if you're talking about like a bird flu or a swine flu or you know, uh, a pandemic like that, that would spread, could spread slowly, could spread quickly, but leave zombies really slow, yeah. I can see that. Don't they say that um, the, 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 the parasite that could theoretically uh, trigger something like that already lives in, like, rats or something? I think I read that somewhere at some point. Wow. It's amazing what passes through your brain. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what, what about the guy in San, was it San Francisco or somewhere, I think, out west? He, like, chewed on somebody's face a few months ago. Oh, yeah, him. And they didn't oh, that, find that's any... in Florida. We don't have crazies like that out west. Okay, cool. 
I don't think they ever found out what caused that. They didn't find any toxicol anything in his tox toxicology report, from what I remember. <clears throat> I don't remember what he was on. So basically, Brent, what you're saying is that it could happen then. If it did, then I think enough people have seen enough movies to not put up with, oh, we need to save them. I think people are just going to start wiping them out to just nip it in the butt. No, we don't you know that there are enough like crazy, stupid people out there to think that this could be cured in some way. Well, Robert, you know, Robert Kirkman, the, the show creator and the, you know, the comic creator, uh, I think he's been on record as, as stating he doesn't really want to delve into the actual trigger of of the virus in in the show or in the books, um, but if you if you had to theorize, I mean, you you know what what do you, what do you think that would? Um, I guess a better way to ask is, uh, why would it have spread so quickly, uh, as we see in the show, to where the the government basically had had no you know ability to control it before the country shut down. <clears throat> If, uh, you know, if it was airborne, it would spread pretty quickly, especially if it started in a large country or, you know, a large city. I, I It's not totally feasible, but, sure, you know, if yeah. it was airborne, I could see it. Yeah, yeah, probably. I, you know, I think in, in, in the case of The Walking Dead, it, you know, if it, if it was airborne, then um, uh, it would be even more, more widespread than it is. I don't know that you'd see as many pockets of, sur of survivors. Right. Um, uh, that you do. It, it would also need uh, a lengthy incubation period. You know, it took thirty days for symptoms to show, and then ah uh, yes, yes. You know, how, how many times did you Google that before the show? Uh, I'm just really brilliant. <laughs> uh, I, I've thought about these things, so yeah. yeah how would I survive? You know, it's, apocalypse? it's 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 fun to think about. It's it's nothing I ever really took that seriously. Uh, even now, really, I just don't uh, sit and ponder those things. But uh, you know, you think of what uh, you know, what kind of supplies you would grab and go and mm -hmm. and such. If if something like that occurred, you know, it's 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 kind of cool. To think about, but uh, you know, certainly nothing that uh, you ever want to see happen. But um, going to the show itself, there's been a lot of talk about two specific characters who have really driven viewers nuts for one reason or another. <laughs> um, who do you believe is the more annoying character between Rick's wife, Lori, and Rick's son, Carl? Lori, hands down, no question. <laughs> Joe Beth? Carl, hands down, because Lori's gone. <laughs> Ooh, he got you there, didn't he, Brent? <laughs> I just, this is what I don't understand. Like, I see all this... Carl hate, and yeah, he was annoying because he would never listen to anybody, but why does everybody hate him? That's what I don't understand. It's like, what did he do <laughs> as a character to make so many people despise him? Nothing. As much as they do. He did nothing. That's why everyone despised him through the first two seasons. Because he was, what, 11? 12? I, I would have preferred the zombies stick around. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I I didn't have a problem with him. I mean, I could. I guess I. I don't know. I, Lori easily. I didn't have a problem with Carl. Yeah. See, I can excuse Carl because he's a kid. But with Lori, she's a grown adult who is just an absolute idiot. She's she annoyed me beyond anything. 
But then I had I had another huge annoyance, and that was Andrea. I could not stand Andrea. Oh. I was so thankful when she died. It was like a blessed moment. Like, <laughs> I mean, confetti, balloons. Like, I, I, it was fantastic. I was what, so thrilled when what, she died. What, what, what annoyed you so much about, about Andrea? It, it was multiple things. So many, many, many things. It was the fact that she, she was one of those... Um, I'm a woman, woman power, something about that irks me beyond anything because it, it shouldn't be about I'm a woman and women can do it too. It should be I'm a person and anyone can do it. It, it, it irks me that she, she just does shame on women because of that attitude. I think you just set the feminist movement back like 30 years. And she was kind of a slut too. She was, she was kind of a <laughs> slut and it just drove me nuts and... Something about the way she did the bedroom eyes all the time. Women who do the bedroom eyes 24-7, something's wrong with them. They need <laughs> to be shot. I mean, I don't know if it's like that African, you know, sleep disease or something where they're constantly almost ready to go out. I have no idea. But something well, it was about the it. end of the world. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to give her a pass on that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, got you know what? <laughs> if it if it wasn't Carl or Lori, who would be the worst character on there right now? Ooh, on uh, there right through, now. Through, through season three, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who who would be the worst character? Yeah. Most who is your, Who do you like the least right now? That currently still lives, correct? Yes. Uh, if you remove Lori and Carl, which just for the record, I, I never really had anything against Lori. She didn't get on my nerves. Um, Carl sort of did until the current season, and I won't go into that because we said we wouldn't go into season four, but, um, Carl sort of redeems himself a little bit to me, but I'll, that's as far as I'll take it. But, well, uh, it's that gypsy caravan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, other than Lori or Carl... What about not Maggie, but her sister? She seems to contribute the least right now. Uh, she takes care of the kid, man. Yeah, but so does Daryl. That's true. And he has the bonus of being a good hunter. What, is, what does the other one do? She's just there. She's very it's forgettable Herschel. at the moment. It's Herschel. It's <laughs> we all know it's Herschel. No way. Yeah. No, he has He's the infinite shotgun on the show. Herschel is awesome, you fool. I don't know. Through, Herschel? Through season yes. three, I was beyond irked with Rick. It was kind of like, just get over it, man. Get over it. Move on. She's gone. Get, I mean, grow a pair and, and do something. It, it, he really just annoyed the crap out of me that he could not just... I know he'd been through a lot. I totally get it. I would be useless to, but... Oh man, it, it kind of killed me in season three. I, I would, uh, I, I, I've had just enough about uh, Herschel's opinion. He seems to have an opinion on everything. <laughs> it, it's like, you know, you've got one leg. Let's shut it down a little bit. Okay? <laughs> I'm going to be carrying you out of here. So your opinion's not worth quite as much as mine. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I guess kind of a minor character, but. Uh, uh, Carol's husband really got on my nerves. 
Uh, of course, I guess that dates back to season one. I don't know if he did he make it into season two. I don't even remember. Nope. No, I don't think so. Um, he, I think he got taken out when the camp got raided or attacked. Yeah, he 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 totally deserved it. Forget him. Speaking of Her- uh, Herschel, sort of. Um, there are, you know, a lot of different um, uh, environment. Well, not a lot, but. Um, in the show, we see a lot of, you know, locations that, you know, they travel between, uh, you know, the farm, the prison, hospital, um, different campsites or on the road, so on and so forth. What What is your ideal camp environment in an apocalyptic event? If you, if you had, you know, your, your ideal scenario, what would it be? Either what we've seen um, on the show already... Or, or something we haven't seen, uh, you know, even even Woodbury. That's an, that's another uh, environment. You want this one, Brian? At least as far as what we've seen on the show, I'd have to say the prison. Obviously, I mean it's the best guarded. Concrete walls everywhere, razor wire, multiple layers of fence. So I mean, I'd have to say the prison. Right off. Just not with that big hole in the back. Yeah, you kind of look at Woodbury and you say that would probably be the most comfortable place. That that would be the more, you know, more like home, more like things used to be. But the problem with Woodbury is that it would never survive a herd. You know, you nope. see those huge herds that are like thousands of zombies all at one time. It, it would not survive it. So mm-hmm. clearly the best option would be the prison. Plus, kind of going back to saying it was the most like home, that to me in that situation is dangerous because then you're getting too comfortable and your yeah. guard is let down and That's then you're in point. trouble. That's a good point. You always you know, have to have your guard up. For me, the the prison the prison would wear on people's psyches. It's you know, you have no natural light, it's dark, it's you know, you're behind bars. I you can only survive there for so long without going completely nuts. To me, in you know, if you go back to season one, the nursing home, which one of my favorite episodes, and then you know, if you had a chance to maybe get in a strip mall or a mall, if you could uh, block all the exits off, that would be a better place because you know you'd have theoretically you'd have you know food. A plenty. Uh, hopefully, you'd have a liquor store because you know, <laughs> if you're going to kill a bunch of zombies. Um, I, I I don't know. I, I the prison is too much for me. I, I would go crazy quickly. Yeah, the, I mean, the, to me, the, the farm was very peaceful. Um, uh, you, you know, if if it could be properly secured, that seems like such a you know good place to try to make a life. But I don't think you ever really could properly secure. Uh, yeah. A farm, at least not the, uh, such as the one that was you know displayed on the show. Um, mm-hmm. I, I guess I kind of think vertically a little bit. I mean, what about a skyscraper? If you were able to secure, you know, first clear the building, of course, right. but 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 then secure, you know, the the bottom floor in, in some manner to where it was you know in, impenetrable. Um, you know, there would be the the the, the question of you know supply runs occasionally. But not only that, what happens if there's a fire? Well, you you jump. Yeah. Burn alive. 
burn alive or get eaten. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think uh, you'd have to be near a store or have a store, you know, next door that you could easily access to raid for food when you need it. I think that takes a skyscraper out of the, the equation. Yeah, you, Although you could set up a tram system with ropes and pulleys or something eventually. <laughs> if there's other you might be good for door. you might be good for something after all, Brent. Yeah, as long as we had James Bond in our <laughs> where there's a will, there's a way. You're, I'm sure if you, if you put somebody in that situation, eventually they would figure out how to do that safely. I guarantee it. Well, it would take a boy scout. Were they in like a uh, clothing store in season one, or was that that, that was season... the Sorry, Brent, go ahead. I think it was like the downstairs of whatever building they were in or something. It was a department store or something. See, I would I think, think if you're in a mall, you've got you've got options. Yeah, but I would that think there episode, would be... Sorry. That uh, episode I... proved they had rocks that they could just smash the windows. Yeah. Ooh, the zombies? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they did. One of them came up with a rock, a really big rock. I guess I, I would look at a strip mall kind of like I would like a like a school. I, I just think there would be there would be too many ways for you know for the building to be breached. Yeah. Again, again, it just goes back to you know if you could find a way to kind of merge the best of both worlds. I mean, the prison, um, you know, in theory, very secure. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I mean, I, you know, I totally agree, Joe, with what you said. You know, it, it's just a uh, type of place that would really wear on you over time. Um, and so, even with you know it, the the secureness of it, I, I don't know that it, that it would be the best long term fit. Yeah. So I, I don't. Also, go ahead. I, no, I was going to say I don't. You know, I, I don't know that there is there really an, an ideal. Uh, environment to try to make a life in, in, in a zombie apocalypse? I'm not sure. You know, you kind of, you're always on the move for one reason or another. And I think, though, that's where you'd have uh, your best survival chances if you're constantly moving. I think when you hole up for an extended period of time, you get too comfortable, I think. What about a castle with a spike pit moat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there are so many of those laying around. <laughs> That would work for the zombie alligators, though. <laughs> zombie alligators. <laughs> well, you think it only affects humans? <laughs> you gotta see season four. <laughs> <laughs> Crocodiles, clowns. Vicious. You <laughs> um, have nightmares now. You brought up the clowns. <laughs> This, just digging a little bit deeper here. Do you do you think it's possible to balance, uh, you know, long term human population with short term survival in an event like this, Joe? Yeah, I I think so. I I think you know I was trying to think about it earlier. You know, would you, if you were in a small town, if you could, if you could do something like a Woodbury and um, not go crazy and try and make it as normal as possible, yeah, I think you'd have chances. You, you know, you've got to have some kind of structure, um, you know, unlike, well, kind of what we have. Did we lose Brent? 
We may have. Are you there, buddy? Lewis. Hello? <laughs> We've already lost. The zombies are here. Are I, I think you could. You couldn't. Uh, you'd have to start out small and, and, you know, get structure immediately. Yeah, well, I mean, what do you, what, what, Joe Beth? I mean, what what is your perspective on that? I mean, you know, you look at, um, you know, e even even the, the the risk versus the reward of pregnancy uh, in an apocalypse. You know, you, at some point you have to kind of, you know, think, you know, are we going to focus on on just surviving now, or are we going to start concentrating on, you know, making sure the the Earth is repopulated at least. You know, more so than, than it is at present. Well, I don't exactly think that um, that you're going to be itching to repopulate the world uh, <laughs> in the you, middle of a zombie ha apocalypse. Have you seen the show? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, no. No, no, no. You're getting it confused. They're not dying to repopulate. They're, you know, they're enjoying the act of well, sure, potential but... repopulation. <laughs> Well, the show needs more Andrea's then. <laughs> but then it wouldn't be on AMC. <laughs> it would be HBO. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, uh, what, what do you think are the long-term goals for sustaining some semblance of democracy in an apocalypse? Is it, or is it even a short-term goal as well? I think it'd be tough to do in the short term. I mean, if you it's so much chaos and you don't know what's going on, can you really just sit there and say, okay, let's all have a vote to do this. Let's all have a vote to do that. I don't, at least in the short term, I don't know how you can get away with it. In the, in the short term, do you, do you think that the governor's way might be the most efficient way? Roll with the iron fist and, and take care of people as opposed to, uh, you know, 20 people making... Uh, decisions together that, that could affect the group uh, adversely? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't, maybe not as extreme as the governor went, but I, the first year, maybe. I, so I then think you if have you to, start that way, if you start out as the governor did, you have to remain that way. You have to rule with an iron fist. I don't think you can, you can go light just because it appears that you uh, are making inroads on, you know, human survival. I, I, I think the governor's way, as long as you start out that way, I think you've got to finish it that way. See, I, I, I think that too many people wouldn't be willing to, to give that up once yep. they had it. And once, you know, if, if, if the government or a new government attempted to organize or reorganize itself, um, you know, that would probably, you, know, you, pr you probably have a civil war in your hands at that point among many parties. Yeah, you would like to think that that wouldn't happen because you know you've you've only got small pockets of of actual humanity left. You'd like to think that they wouldn't become clans, you know, warring with each other. But you 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 don't know. You don't know how I, it would go. It, I think it. I think it would. It would reduce. It'd be people would be in their own little groups, and they'd either have to get along or they would just be at war, like we saw in season three. It almost would be. They're, everybody is in their own separate tribe, and you either merge without incident or you're at war. Well, yeah, and we even we even saw some of that when they went to the farm. 
when when they were there at the farm and they they went to the bar where Herschel where they found yeah. Herschel, and you know those those guys came in and they're instantly having to make this decision: what are we going to do? Do we take these guys back with us and potentially have them try to take things over, or do we kill them right here? And in the end, they kill them. And you know I I think he would run into that because it's impossible to know what other people people's motives are. Trust would be a huge issue. It would. Well, speaking of trust and speaking of leadership, uh, Joe Beth, I'll throw back to you. What do you think are the key differences between Rick and the governor? Well, you know, you kind of look at Rick, and I, I think, I think they both, in many ways, um, just want to help people survive. Um, I think the clear difference that we've kind of seen. Um, at least with Rick, is is the fact that he's kind of, he pulled back in season three. By the end of the season, he, he, he was not necessarily playing the leader role anymore. <clears throat> he stepped back enough and had, had at least that, um, that ability to look at himself and say, you know, I, I can't do this. But you don't see that with the governor. The governor, he, he, continues thinking that he can lead long after he's really lost his perspective. He continues thinking that he can handle things. And, you know, that's, that is, in the end, his, his biggest downfall. He's less self-aware. Obviously. And really, Rick was almost turned into the governor there at one point. At least I thought he was, because yeah, he was kind of getting, he was, he was pretty much, he didn't want to be what he was in the first two seasons. So he was like, okay, screw it, we're doing it my way. I really don't care what anybody else thinks, which is what the governor does. But see, I think that that's the, when he encountered the governor, I think that's when he started realizing that's the road that he could have very easily gone down. Yeah. And, and I think that's a part of why he sort of chose, I'm, I'm not going to go down that road. Governor also had, you know, he's got some issues. <laughs> he's got, he's a little <laughs> sick in the mind. You know, I, I know Rick went through a lot of things and, He's a tortured soul, but the governor is, you know, a zombie kid. So he was working on some of his people after they became zombies to see if if he could find a cure. And I know that's different than, you know, Rick wasn't necessarily trying to do that. He was more into survival. And I think there are different levels of survival that these two, these two guys were, were uh, showing. Well, br branching off from that a little bit, um, Branton, I'll, I'll throw to you here. The, the role of, of women as, as leaders on this show, uh, looking at looking at Andrea, looking at Carol, uh, and warriors like uh, Michonne, um, you know, in, in The Walking Dead. Do you think that's that's realistic if if this were to actually happen, or is that wishful thinking, just just written into the fiction, just for the sake of creating those strong characters? I can easily see it happening in real life. I mean, it, there are tough women, there are tough men, there are weaker men, there's weaker women. I mean, it's just all the personality and how much crap you can take and how much you can say, and no, I'm, I'm going to survive no matter what. I mean, I easily, I mean, they, they're easily realistic characters for me. I think it's interesting, you know, cause we live in a society that's, that's more and more about, you know, equality all the time. And you just, you really don't know, uh, in, unless that situation were to present itself, um, how how that same society would regress in certain ways. 
And I just, I just really wonder um, in what ways you know, uh, women might be relegated back to if, if that were to happen. Um, again, you know, we're just kind of playing devil's advocate with it, but uh, uh, I, I, I think the women would we would we would have to have strong women in this society. You know, well, can't really populate the planet again without women. So they have a card that they can hold against us. <laughs> so you just you you need strong voices from both men and women. I think that just makes the group. It, it makes the group go. Yeah. I think that's why I liked Andrea as a character. I, I know that she. Uh, well, I liked her for a lot of reasons, but she's a strong <laughs> character. <laughs> Joe Beth, you have an opinion. <laughs> well, I I certainly think that if women can tolerate childbirth, and um, I, I think that we can certainly handle ourselves during the zombie apocalypse, but. Um, you know, I think it's a lot like Brent said, you know, you've, you've got strong and weak of both sexes. Um, I, I think we may see more women rise to the occasion than what we would imagine, mostly because um, women are resilient in many, many ways. Um, I agree with that. Yep. I, 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 think, I think you're absolutely right. You know, we, we've kind of got a, a bit of, you know, role reversal, I think, sometimes. I think we see a few more carols mm-hmm. um, than than what we really see on the show. I think we'd see less Andreas, but I think we'd see more carols. Um, you know, the, there there are going to be those those more um, domineering women, those those more assertive women out there. Um, but I, I think I think you would certainly see just in in both sexes, you would certainly see people who would surprise themselves to be able to tolerate far more than what they ever thought that they could. Okay. Shifting to, uh, to the BDO universe a bit. Try to have some fun with this. Uh, Joe, I'll throw to you. If a, if a zombie apocalypse occurred today, which BDL member becomes Walker food first? Connor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think he's the nicest guy. I think he'd invite the zombies over for dinner before, you know, before killing them. I, I just can't, I can't see him harming a zombie. I think he's too nice. Nice guys always finish last. I think I would look. I would look at one of the city boys for sure. Yep. Yeah, I think they're, uh, you know, less less capable of handling themselves in in, in such a situation. I would probably go with Owens. I think he's gone. <laughs> No, no, no. I, I was going to mention Brent because knowing his luck, he would like trip over like a tree stump and, you know, be Walker food first. <laughs> that is conceivable. I could see that something like that happening. I mean, I, personally, though, I've got this. I think the guys in Philadelphia, not because I don't think they can handle themselves, but look at the population density compared <laughs> to everybody else. Yeah, yeah. That's they're, another really interesting thing to bring up. They're, they're stuck. They're not getting out of there un- for a long time. This was yeah, I've, I've actually, you know, I, I live uh, right by South Mountain Park. It's like 15 miles of mountains. And uh, I've hiked all over there, and I know a couple of uh, spots that I would hide out in. So I've already figured it out. 
Well, I'm not going down first. Well, just, just based on locations, I would say me and Scotty would probably last forever. <laughs> <laughs> In the middle of nowhere, you know, I totally think. Well, possible. There, I, I would imagine there's there's more people in, in about two city blocks in Philadelphia than uh, probably more than we have in this entire county. So, uh. But, you know, on the flip side of that, the person that I think would probably last the longest might actually probably be. We'll get there. Oh, come on. We'll get there. We can't give away the grand surprise, Joe. Come on. That is the grand finale. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I was, I, well, I, I mean, if, I, I think the one who runs the fastest would survive the longest. See, that's where I was going. That's, and that's Woo. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nah. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't. I don't know that John can wield a knife that well. <laughs> yeah, I, to I totally saw John just run away. Just run away. He he would be Forrest. He would be the Forrest Gump of the group. Oh, yes, he would. <laughs> just run away. <laughs> run away, John. Run away. <laughs> I could see it. Yeah. Okay, uh, Brent. Before hitting the road in search of refuge, you've got time to pack five items into your backpack what are they my first aid backpack or my first aid pack uh my multi-tool pocket knife butcher's knife because there's nothing else really in the house <laughs> and a garden hose siphon <laughs> and gas tourniquet you can cut it and you can use different layers for stuff. I feel like it'd be more versatile than most people would think. Okay. I see you put Ooh. a little bit of thought into this. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, what would I take? I don't know. Probably, um, let's see, a handheld Nintendo DS. I could probably get about 12 hours of battery out of that thing. <laughs> uh, no, nah, I better chuck that. Uh, hmm. Well, Certainly a hand axe of some kind. Um, a frying pan. Uh, Clearly, Scotty's been watching Tangled <laughs> on the Disney Channel just just a little bit. He also does the smolder. <laughs> um, not for real. What are those little? What are those things that that, that that you used to carry in scouts, like the, um, like the the multi, um, the multi tool? Uh, yeah. No, like the the cooking the cooking the cooking thing. Um, the, the, little, the little thing it turned into a pot, or you could turn it into something else. But see, this is very interesting. I did not make it very far in scouts. This, this is not something. A canteen, but uh, but see, this is like this is those are like your options if you could have anything in the world. Yeah. You have to pick things that are actually here in the house. What, in the house now? Yes. Yeah. Because you can't just pick random things that you run to the store and buy, because oh, otherwise... Man. We're probably screwed. Uh, a stapler. <laughs> what? Seriously, you pick the stapler over one of the knives in the kitchen. No. Poor Scotty doesn't even know where the knives are in the kitchen. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> The flip cam. Have to grab the flip cam. Have to document at least what we can. Yeah, but nobody's going to have technology to run it. You don't know. Yeah, I do. 
<laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> You're so crazy. No, no, no. What is Joe Beth taking? Um. Well, let's see. Uh, I would. I would bring. I would bring a bag of Doritos. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. They're good to eat, and they're actually really flammable. So, so they'd be fantastic for lighting fires. I mean, they they would be awesome. Doritos are flammable. Yeah, yeah. They this really is brand are. new information. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot that you learn when you actually go to like Boy Scouting events. <laughs> so, yeah, I've I've learned that. Yeah, um, I've actually yeah. heard that too. Aha! See, Brent knows it. Yeah. The flaming Doritos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, I would bring my lighter because, you know, I can't start fire. And that that's something you would clearly need at some point. Um, Why don't you bring flint? So, yeah, because I have flint laying around the house. Yeah, you're, really you're smart. Rillo pad and, uh, or steel wool and a 9-volt battery. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> What you got, Weech? Well, see, I'm looking at this from a completely different angle. See, I'm assuming that I'm already going to get to my next destination. So my backpack has scissors so I can cut my hair. Because if it gets too long, it's impossible to work with. And you might need to bring it. I'm going to bring a razor blade so I can shave. I'm going to bring my book of wind shares by Bill James because I need reading material. I'm going to bring a basketball. And, of a course, basketball? I'm going to bring beer. My goodness. So I'm already assuming I'm going to be, you know, in a five-star hotel <laughs> at my destination, having gone through the hordes, and I'm just going to be on vacation. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. I actually thought that was uh, that's what I was going to bring. So. I'm pretty sure we're all going to die. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going down in, in style then. Not, you know, even with the Doritos, though, I'm pretty sure... Josh would wipe out that bag in about two seconds. Yeah, it'd be gone. There would be no Doritos left anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. So. Joe Beth, what would be your zombie killing weapon of choice? Mm, well, let's see. Um, I probably wouldn't go with a gun because I couldn't hit anything with it anyway unless, you know, I actually, like, flipped it over and, like, beat something in the head with it. That, that's the only time I would actually hit something with it. Um, no, I, I, would, I would... You know, if I could have an axe, if I could have an axe, that, that would be mine. Mostly because it keeps you far enough away from it. You don't have to get super, super close, like with a knife. And, you know, I don't want to get all disgusting because those things, you know, are raunchy. <laughs> I think you might ought to give that up. It's... <laughs> But you know, I would totally work up. I'm like, gonna shower in months. I could work up some like serious arm muscles from swinging that axe, though. Yeah, I would be butch after a while. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would go. With. You know what? You know what would be awesome? What? Wolverine blades. No. That's another. Yeah, you'd have to get close. too close. Yeah, you'd have to get too close. Scotty would get bit. Scott, Scotty would play around a little too much. He'd get a little too close. He would get bit. And then Scotty's what happens one if that we would have to like chop off his arm. You know. What happens if your blade gets stuck in the zombie's head? Yeah. That, that never happens on the show. 
It, you sure it does? Yes, well, it has. Who has Wolverine hands on the show? Are you blocking it out? Well, they're not going to use Wolverine hands on the show. That's They'd have to, like, Merge pay to royalties <laughs> or something. Merge two sci-fi things together. <laughs> okay, Brent, what would you bring? Or what would be your weapon of choice? I don't know. I keep going to a ranged weapon and a melee weapon. I mean, I'd kind of be tempted to do a 9mm and a sword. Or an aluminum bat. That's actually not a bad one. I like the bat. Yeah, the aluminum bat's good. I, I, I may default to that, actually. I'm going to go with Michonne's uh, swords, the katana blades. But could you actually wield them? Uh, talk to me in a year. <laughs> when you're thinking about joining When you've lost like three house. fingers... Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna become that's a ninja next me, year. That's what made me want to have the sword. It's like that—that's long enough and sharp enough to where you can be a ways wave and then right. get them. Yeah, but that thing takes some skill, you know. Or if you can't, you just stab them. Well, you don't just pick up an axe and become, you know, Paul Bunyan. Yes, you gotta but learn. You, you gotta the practice. The beauty of the axe is that it serves two purposes. Zombie killing and chopping down trees for kindling. You know, I yeah, chopped firewood this. I chopped firewood this past weekend. I almost died. <laughs> it, plus, with the axe, it's the weight distribution issue. There's so much weight at the top of it, and you have the momentum going away from you after every swing. Then you're left vulnerable. With the sword, it's more evenly distributed. Then you can move quicker. Yeah, Lighter you can weapon. move quicker, but you don't have as much force for impact. And me being, yep. you know, a weak little girl, I'm not exactly going to be able to chop their heads off with a sword. It's just not going to happen. I mean, that you thing would have to be like razor know. sharp. They're already falling apart as it is. No, no. The, you don't have to slice them in half. Just stick them through the eye. <laughs> and you yeah, because, because I would be able to stick them through the eye. I, I can't even hit a nail with a hammer. Like, that just doesn't happen. So, yeah. And you're no. going to swing an axe around? Yeah, because because the beauty of the axe is it doesn't matter where I hit them. They're going down. You know, Joe? The weight of that puppy alone, they're going down. You could wreak some serious havoc with a weed eater. Oh, yeah, that's totally true. Considering I am the one who does the weed eating around here. Well, you know. Scotty's a chick. We, 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 we all chick. have our roles. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but what do you do if you run out of line? You buy one of those uh, things that doesn't have the line that has the you know the like the tri blades. What if they break? Well, you get non-breaking blades. Impossible. Eventually, they're going to break. <laughs> Eventually, they will break. Swords are the way to, to go. Think, yeah, to think long term. Plus, the sword you can sharpen it with stones. Yeah, I don't think that was a real serious one, considering the gasoline and oil it would take just to keep the puppy going. <laughs> yeah, we go right would to dry up in no time. We go right to breaking the blades. And <laughs> I'm like, bring dudes. A, bring an electric weed eater. I'll get them in. <laughs> uh, uh, Joe, uh, what what convenience would you miss the most? Uh, my PlayStation. <laughs> I, I <laughs> do you have a PS4? Uh, no, I have a PS2. Oh man, that's that's good. I have a college football game from 2003 that I play. Ah, so you've not updated your uh, library since the Walking Dead books were uh, first published. 
I, I have a phone that's not smart either. <laughs> <laughs> I am Amish, after all. <laughs> I have to stick with that persona, you know? What would you miss? You know, I just think I'd miss my bed. Really, like, I'm not, like, the camping type much. So Much? Yeah, like, at all. So, you know, spending months on end, like, on the ground or in, in, in uncomfortable, you know, with, with people hoarded into a building or something, that just, no, you know. <laughs> Forget that, you know. We, I, I'll, I'll take my Tempur-Pedic, and I'll just die here, probably. Hmm. You know, I would probably pick a hot shower. That would, that would be the convenience I would, I would miss the most. We think. You know, they have Go ahead, shower. Brent. It'd be a tie between shower and music. You like the you know, my MP3 player? Yeah, but that, that's sort of the beauty of it, though, is you get to make new music. Oh my god! I'm, I can't play an instrument. I can't even play a triangle. <laughs> not that there would be any instruments. I mean, not like a, an overwhelming amount of them left. I mean, you'd break up sure. those guitars for wood, like totally. Yes, sure not, firewood. You're not going to break up like. An SG for fire. There's no way. Okay. The hell you wouldn't. Well, think think about this then. As like as clumsy as those zombies are, don't you think they're gonna like make a mess of all that stuff anyway? Actually, that's not a bad weapon. A guitar. <laughs> it really isn't. You can't kill them with bad playing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can see Scotty getting into a uh, a music store. Firing up the guitar, blasting the amp, not realizing that the noise would attract them, <laughs> not make them go away. Not realizing that there's no electricity whatsoever. No, you would Details. pick up an acoustic and try to, you know, charm them to death. Scotty wouldn't do acoustic. No. He'd, he'd channel his inner Eddie Van Halen. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, in his dreams. <laughs> Just rude, woman. All right, scenario. A zombie outbreak occurs next summer in Pittsburgh during BDO weekend, and every league member just happens to be there. <laughs> First time ever. We find a gymnasium somewhere in the city, lock ourselves down tight. What happens next? Brent? Uh, I'd say half the league panics. I'm not sure who exactly. I would think that Mark would tell everybody to shut the hell up, try to take, would try to take charge, there'd be arguments. <laughs> Somebody would panic and run out and probably let some zombies in. We'd lose about a third. <laughs> uh, so you have the one dumbass who opens the door. Maybe Owens or Chris, I don't know. <laughs> Man, you, you got the Philly hate going tonight. <laughs> First of all, we'll be, 
First, you're like, the guys from Philadelphia are too stupid to make it in the apocalypse. That's not They couldn't get out of the city and they're all gonna die. And then one of them opened the window. <laughs> they killed a third of us. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I just, I, being trapped in small quarters, I just, we'd find a way out, but I have a feeling that it'd be maybe two thirds of us or half of us getting out. Well, let's just, let's just say for the argument's sake that, that there's a horde outside of the building. We, we cannot open the doors for it for a period okay. of time. H how long, Joe, I'll throw it to you. How, how long do you think that we could coexist in the same living quarters? Let's just say we're all all packed into the gymnasium or something. A day? One Just one day? <laughs> a, yeah, a, a, arguments would ensue. I would snore at night, piss people off. Yeah. Too, too many... Too many big heads. Small room. You you and Chris are going to bunk together, right? <laughs> We'd be lying. Actually, I would want to play a pickup game of basketball. You, know, you can't think of the bad things. Do some good things. You're in a gym. Yeah. It's exercise. Oh my gosh, I'm yeah, starting to wonder if we, if we typecast the wrong person for Herschel. It's Weech. We have no idea. <laughs> The positive. You can't look at the negative, guys. Let's play some uh, basketball. Just, totally. Just barely. Yeah. Just, I'm much faster than her. She's like the daddy hen. <laughs> yep. No, it's really what, not. You see what I did there? <laughs> I, I have a lot more mark in me than Herschel. Wow, really? Yeah. See, I, I don't know. I mean, you just think. Uh, We've had some we've had some doozies on the forum over the years. I, I don't know how long we could coexist in in, in the same. You know, even if it, even if it was a fairly large space, you know, like like a gymnasium, that's still you have sixteen guys, and and maybe their families too, probably, mm -hmm. um, or some of them anyway. Uh, you know, co-inhabiting there in the same area, uh, going on day five, six, seven, and that start to get rough. Yeah, I'm kind of with Scotty. I'd give it a week at most. No, I, I'm I'm kind of going with Joe. I, yeah, I'm thinking it'd be a quick. day tops. Like, I mean, it would not go very well. That there would be like half the group would be on one side of the gym and half would be on the other side of the gym. We'd already have formed our little pods. <laughs> We're gonna split into clicks. Yeah, we <laughs> we could have already split up. Um, yeah, and it would just be a matter of time before one of the groups, you'd, you'd have some really big dork in the middle being like, hey, we gotta stick together, we gotta strengthen numbers, guys. There, there be, would be one dope who would be trying to pull everybody together. Wouldn't it be really ironic if after all, all these years that guy was Mark? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, think I, about it. I can see the guys going crazy and, and just being assholes. And I can see the women saying, shut up, dumbasses. This is how we're going to do this. Stop fighting. This is how we're going to survive. And then, you know, we'd all say, okay. <laughs> so, I, can see, I can see myself doing that. So, uh, who, who, Who's the first person that we would have to vote out of camp, even if we've already left the gymnasium? Who's the first person that we would have to vote out of camp after they begin having like psychotic episodes, <laughs> probably me. <laughs> <laughs> Way to own it, Brent. 
I don't. I just. I I do not handle stress all that well sometimes, and I could just see something like that say? just pushing me over the edge. <laughs> but don't you think Angela would keep you even a little bit calm? Yeah, for a while. I just that'd be a lot of stress on a structure that's not the most sturdy sometimes. <laughs> Joe, boy, can you imagine if you got her pregnant during the zombie apocalypse? Brent would oh, die. I mean, he he would literally just like, <laughs> would literally just melt down and die. You just totally went off script with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would think, uh, I would think we'd have to get rid of Merle, but I also think we would need a little crazy in that group. So, who's yeah. the first to go? Who haven't we talked about tonight? Well, let's see. What 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 role would would Kevin have? I wonder. Or Matt. Yeah. I don't know. I just I just feel like maybe. I don't know. Kevin Kevin kind of strikes me as um, Kevin kind of strikes strikes me as maybe the type that would kind of help help things keep uh, kept tied together a little bit. You know, with the personalities, kind of play um, you know the the, the in between a little bit. Um, kind of a, a peacekeeper of sorts. You know, I just figured out who would go first, and it's only because of past experience with him. It would be Ord. <laughs> he bought me a beer and then tried to steal it from me. It would be Ord. <laughs> so, so in, in, in the span of about an hour, Ord has gone from Daryl <laughs> to the guy who goes first. <laughs> Well, that, that's because we all agreed that I was Daryl. <laughs> oh, did we now? <laughs> can't you see? Can't you see Mark and I being brothers? Not at all. No. <laughs> yeah, before the next episode. Yeah, but you can't really see Daryl and Merle being brothers. They're such polar opposites in so many ways. Yeah, the world didn't you know, that way. Though. Again, can't you see Mark and I as brothers? <laughs> I, just, um, I just wonder how it, soon, actually, yeah. that 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 Mike would would get voted, you know, off the island, in in a sense, you know, uh, bringing all of his, you know, Canadian ideas to the group and trying to get us to adopt, like, you know, some some weird, uh, uh, you know, healthcare plan or something between us, like so. What is it with we're going to kick Mike plans? off, but we're going to let Chris stay. I didn't, I, you know, I, I didn't say it was my vote. I'm just saying. <laughs> Every we need a Canadian. Mike stays. Yep, that's where I go. You just you look Mike's for a, any opportunity to throw Chris under the bus, <laughs> <laughs> which is totally cool. <laughs> uh... I don't know. Looking looking over the list here. Um, where do you? I mean, where, where do you think Bill would fall in that pecking order? Do you, do you think he would be a? Do you think he would be a, a vocal leader type? Um, in in, in at, at camp or inside that gymnasium, or do you think he would kind of uh, just kind of go with the flow, nice and breezy, California? No way would he go with the flow. No chance. I have to disagree. I think he would go go with the flow more so than 
others. Just based on like the, situ the situation that you'd be facing, I just I can see him going with the club. I can see Bill taking charge, trying. <laughs> I can see someone doing it for Bill for a period of time, and then he would come in and pretend that he did it. You're saying that Bill would would take credit for the foundation that someone else laid, is what you're saying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it'd be, it'd be hard not to take a piece of that action, you know. I don't blame him. I, I would do it, too. Sure. Yeah. The, the, the difference is, though, that, that he, he would be all like, it, it's all me. I did it. I, I did it all. I did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the difference, yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> the difference, the, you know, and he he may be last survivor standing just 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 for that. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll we'll wrap up with this last question. We kind of already touched on it a little bit, but uh, you know, we've we've been out there in the environment on the road, back and forth um, for a good while now. Uh, we've lost almost everybody, and we get down to the last person. Who who is the last survivor standing among among the BDL group? Who makes it the longest? John. Uh, I would say I would say John. Yeah, I go John. Two votes for John. Wow. Yep, he just ran away. Like I said, <laughs> Forrest. He'd he'd run away. But no, wait. But let, let's 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 dig a little deeper because you know John has a family now. Nuts. But see, Kate's a runner too. She just run away with him. It, it'd be the two of them. Okay, but what about the baby? Um, hello. Have you not seen Kate? She like wears that baby in like a harness on her stomach and just runs with him. Like I could totally <laughs> see her whipping out like the the little running you know stroller. So they're just gonna be like the running family all yeah, day long. Just yeah. run, run, run. Just run away. <laughs> yep. Just run away. You know, of all the people, of all of our BDL people, John would be the one who would keep his wits about him. Yeah. The most, I think, of anyone. Yeah. And he's just, you know, he's pretty quick thinker. I think he would do well. He would avoid contact. I, like, I would not avoid contact. I'd just go in there, arms blazing. Yeah, you you would you would run into the problem. You you'd be the one hunting for the liquor store. Like, where is the liquor store? Can I find the liquor well, store? And then you bust in and there'd be zombies, and you'd be like, "Killing zombies." Yeah, you, yeah. You kill a lot of zombies. You get thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I I keep looking over the list, and I I just I really can't settle on anybody other than other than Mark, to be honest, because I, I think he's the only one that's. That's capable of, uh, you know, holding up in a cabin somewhere at the top of a hill, um, surrounded by nothing, and somehow being able to survive with nothing but like, you know, an old Afghan and like a can of sausage or something. Uh, <laughs> sausage. <laughs> <laughs> 
He'll somehow make it last for like three years. I do have to say, he probably has the best survival skills of any person. Now, to be clear, to be clear, he breaks off from the group pretty early on because he he can't take like almost any of us. Yeah, he would be Merle yeah. in that way. Uh, but he'll. I I just you know, uh, I think probably the the rest of us are are, are going to try try to be uh, you know too smart for our own good and uh, end up in a zombie foxhole somewhere. Yeah. Walker food. I'm not turning into a zombie. I'll be damned. <laughs> if I go down, I'm taking some of them suckers with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brent, who do you think would last the longest? It'd either have to be Mark. I, I lean towards Mark. And I, and I kind of think you might last, be one of the last ones standing to go about. Me? What? Yeah. I don't know. Why, it's. I can see you being the Carol character and you just... I don't know. I just feel like you'd be one of the last ones standing. What poppycock? Aw, I love Brent. <laughs> Wait, does that mean Scotty's the abusive husband? Hey. And then <laughs> now, Scotty, I just don't think he can't, he can't survive in the woods long enough. <laughs> I mean, he already said he'd miss a bed. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, he's totally the type to complain about the ground. I, I, w I wouldn't last very long. I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll totally own that. Yeah, I don't know how long I would last either. <laughs> well, anyway, I guess that's that. We've rounded it down. Mark, I guess you win. The last man standing. Hopefully not the only one left to populate the earth because that'd just be awful. But uh. <laughs> anyway, guys, hope you enjoyed this uh, special uh, one-shot podcast, uh, "The Balking Dead." Uh, tell us how you liked it. Uh, if you really liked it, if you have other ideas, hey, maybe we'll get together for another one. But uh, we just kind of thought it'd be cool to sit down for a little while and talk about this awesome show while it's uh, while it's in the prime of its run there on AMC and uh, it's, it's a really cool thing if you've not checked it out you really should it's a lot Definitely. of fun but start from the beginning uh, get on Netflix or iTunes or whatever you do to, to watch your programming and, and catch up on that show uh, it's great but guys Joe Beth, Brent, Joe uh, great to have you on been fun, hope we can do it again soon get caught up Brent <laughs> oh, I want to talk about it and I can't because you're not caught up. I know. Just remember the clowns. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. That was awesome. All right. Later. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. For my monster from his slab began to rise. And suddenly, to my surprise, he did the mess. He did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the match. It caught on in a flash. He did the match. He did the monster match. From my laboratory in the castle east to the master bedroom where the vampires feast. The ghouls all came from their humble abode to get a jolt from my electrode. They did the match. They did the monster match. The monster it was a graveyard smash.